Where are you in Prague? I'm in Prague, yeah. What are you doing there? Ah! <laughs> I'm shooting um, season three of The Wheel of Time. Oh, are you? Yeah. You, okay, don't act like you haven't told me this already. Okay, cool. Hi, my name's Akira Jamfi, founder of The British Blacklist, and I am here, I'm not really here with, because man's out there filming in other countries and stuff, but I'm in the presence of greatness. Ha! <laughs> Please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, and where you are from. Hello, my name is Hamed Animashaun, and I'm an actor from London, Nigeria. <laughs> and that's it. Hold on. <laughs> Say your name again, Animashaun. You put the Anima. you put the <laughs> in it. The, you have to, man. You have to. It's important. It is important. It is very important. I you know. Do you know what I think? This is the first time I've actually even took taken the time to break down your name. Oh, yeah. I, I, I swear to say, Hamid Amashan. I don't even think about it. But I'm and I say this to everybody that's listening. I'm Ghanaian. Hamid is Nigerian. We have our inter-tribal wars all the time. So if I mess yeah. up his name, am I allowed? I'm not allowed, but I'm allowed more than you guys. So don't try it. Animashon. Yes. Yes, thank you. Um, can you describe your life right now in one word or one sentence? Full on. Are you handling the full onness? Yeah, you have to, yeah. You have to by force? No, not by force. No, 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 no. I feel like I'm handling I'm handling everything well. Do you know what I'm saying? God only gives you as much as you can handle, in it? So I'm handling everything well. I'm very happy. But yeah, life is just full on right now. There's a lot go- There's just a lot going on. Is it life? Is it work? Is it life and work? Is it home life? Is it school life? I know in school, is it college <laughs> life? Is it uni life? Is it love life? What life is, what is full on? The whole shebangles? Yeah, I feel everything, everything is just full on. Work is going, life is going, like everything is just all meshing to one for me, so... How do you handle it when you say like you're you know you're handling it? Like what's what's your method to the madness? Uh, calling my mum and then her praying praying for me for like an hour on the phone. That's always really nice. I mean I'm exaggerating. It's more like half hour or something. But we talk for a while and then like winding down when I can. Watch TV. I try not to do so much. Do you know what I'm saying? Past few years, work has been very good to me. Been very blessed. And so um, when I'm not working, I just like to make sure I'm not working. So I'm just like enjoying life as much as I can. Mm. You know I mean? You're a very, very good boy listening because I've got to the age where, mom, if you start praying, I'm even going to put that phone down because it's too much talking. I'm not that bad, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's very nice. Are you super religious? I would say that I'm like more spiritual than anything else. These, us Western children, you know, our parents hate us for this. All of us <laughs> are saying we're spiritual. I don't really go to church, but... I'm spiritual. My mum always says, what is spiritual? What do you even mean? I'm like, I can't even explain it. I'm just not going to church, mum. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know, you know. It's just like, I definitely believe in the higher being. Yeah. I guess I'm just like, yeah, I guess it's like a Western thing, isn't it? <clears throat> Listen, I'm not as religious as my mum. Let's just put it that way. Let's put it that way. So, <laughs> so we get it. I think there's a collective and communal understanding from us born over here under the yeah. mums and dads and stuff who are immigrants as well. We get it. Yeah collective understanding of what how we feel when it comes to religion and stuff. So tell us, please, about your latest project, Black Ops. What's it all about, mate? Black Ops is a comedy thriller centred around two Black PCSOs, or Police Community Support Officers, mm-hmm. Dom and Kay. And I play Kay, who have been put into an undercover position, an undercover role, to infiltrate a gang doing bad stuff on an estate. 
Mm-hmm. And we've been hired to infiltrate this gang because we, being PCSOs, we are the only black PCSOs at the station. And it just make, according to the higher ups, it makes sense that they put us into this undercover position. But things go horribly wrong <laughs> for these two hapless, lovable characters. Mm-hmm. And it goes from bad to worse, worse to awful, awful to, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's where... The comedy aspect is that these two characters, they are not streetwise at all. No experience going undercover. And then the thriller aspect is the high stakes. Are they going to survive? It just goes from bad to worse. Every episode, you just go, how are they going to get out of this? Mm. It was so much fun to do. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, I guess that's what Black Ops is. Yeah, it's, do you know what? It is fun to watch. I've watched all of the series. I've sent it. So I feel like I'm a snob. And I'm hard to please. I'm, I find it very hard to fake laugh at anything. So I'm, I can be straight faced. But I laughed. I guffawed. I laughed on my belly. So like, you guys are making me laugh. So I like it. How did this role find you? Yeah, so so I've been the biggest fan of AKs and Bemis. The biggest fan of theirs. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Because I know all this. I know that you're a biggest fan. Young Black actor, watching two Black actors and creatives do their thing. You were huge fans. What was it about them that resonated with you so much? Well, first of all, Bebe is from Nigeria, so I think I, I connected with her in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so she, she's an actor. When I saw her do her thing, I was like, oh, she can, she's doing it. And, I, and I def- there was definitely a moment for me when I went, if she could do it, I can do it as well. Okay. And with AK, not only is he incredible in front of the camera, but he was doing, he was being a genius behind it. He was like, oh, so not only can you be in front of the camera, but you can also be your own boss mm-hmm. and the camera. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need to, one day I must work with these two. And especially when Famanam, which is one of my favourite, if not my favourite sketch shows ever. Wow. When that came out, I was just like, first of all, I was like, I need to be in this show. I don't know who to talk to, but I must be in this show. Mm-hmm. And then it was just me being like, do you know what? I don't even want to be in the show. I just want to experience it. And then uh, when I met AK, I was like, I don't get starstruck very often, but I met him and I started to sweat <laughs> because it was like because he was just like, I've, I admire this guy so much and everything that he's accomplished. I just admire him so much. And then we we actually, we connected really well. We were talking and we exchanged numbers. And then, um, and I'd met Bemi, I think a couple of times, but we don't, we, I don't think we actually like spoke or anything. I think we, we exchanged pleasantries, mm. but again, I always admired her from afar and just respected everything that she's done. Yeah. And then AK, he just sent me the script. He was like, read this, let me know what you think. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I read it and I said, yeah, this is funny. I don't know how they're going to do it, but this is funny. And I told him and he was like, okay, cool. Thank you for letting me know. And I was like, oh, awesome. And that was it. <laughs> and then a little while later, he kind of messaged me again. He's like, are you free to do the read-through? It's just going to be a little something. It's not going to be huge. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. Me thinking that it's just going to be like for him and friends and colleagues, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But uh, it was like the BBC, with all the commissioners there. And I said, yeah, like, oh. he said this was a small something. This was not. And the thing about AK, like, he doesn't do anything by halves. So he, he goes all in. So I remember at the read-through, this was like just after COVID, after one of the lockdowns. And we came and we all sat very far away from each other. And he had made these masks, right, that says Black Ops on them. Oh. This is all from him. Like, nobody told him to do it. This is all yeah, him. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this guy wants to make this show. <laughs> I said, he's, he wants to make this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, this is awesome. Did the read-through. And then, but a little while later, he calls me and he's like, yo, are you available to do the pilot? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll make time. 
And then we shot the pilot. And then again, a little while later, I meet him at the studio to do some ADR for the pilot. And um, he's told me that the show's been picked up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like so pleased for him and Bemi. I was like, yo, this is amazing. I'm so happy for you too. And he was looking at me like confused. And then he was like, so you're doing it, yeah? And I was like, oh, Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Hold on, I'll do hold, on, it. hold on, hold on, hold on, Hamid, the whole time, the whole time, read through, pilot, all now, you didn't think it was you? No. Why? I don't know, you know. Or you say that you knew, but you didn't want to believe? Or you didn't want to get your oh, hope? No, I just, do you know what it was? For me, just being able to work with them was enough. Just being able to share a creative space with them was enough for me. Because then for me, I could go out and be like, yeah, I worked with AK, worked with Bemi, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. That was enough for me. And there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, this is my part. This is my part. I love working with people who I really admire. Do you know what I'm saying? And it, for me, that was enough. So when he turned around and was like, you're doing it, yeah? Honestly, it was just like, I was shocked. Because I was just like, oh, you know, yeah, he told me to do it. I did. It. I, 100% I did. It. Yeah, yeah. When the part came, where were you in your career? Because I knew know you from stage and I've seen you in Barbershop. Yes. Master Harold and the Boys. Yes. And what else did I see you in? Seen you in something else. But anyway, seen you in the theatre, man. Yeah. Where was your mindset? Where was your career going? When I met AK, I had, I had just started to begin, like, my proper, like, transition into screen. Okay, yeah. I had just got a job uh, on a show called The Wheel of Time. Yeah. With that Amazon Prime video. So uh, I think when I met AK, we were in the midst of, like, shooting season one. So that was back in 2020 or 2021. I was still very much in like theatre world, but I was making that transition into screen. So, um, but also, you know, I'd done some TV before then, but my career, like you said, was for a long time was just primarily stage. You know, with actors, it's like acting is acting, but there's some people who just love the stage and don't really care about the transition. But were you actually like, were you getting opportunities by chance or is there a clear plan like actually stage? TV, film? At first, my intention has always been stay doing stage for as long as possible. Yeah. I intentionally stayed away from screen mm. until I thought I was comfortable enough to make that transition because, you know, screen is a different beast. And it's not that I wasn't ready. It's just that I needed, I needed to make sure that the project and, and that myself connected right, mm -mm. you know? And the thing is, it's not that I completely stayed away from screen work. I did stuff here and there, like little like cameos and little things yeah. here. And, but to actually make that complete, not complete transition, because I'm always going to go back to the stage, but like to be like, oh, I'm going to do this for a while now. Mm. Um, I kind of stayed away from that for, for as long as I could before my agent was like, okay, look, auditions are coming in for screen. They mm. want to see you. And so I was like, okay. Because, you know, it's not that I was uh, actively saying no, but I was just... When something like screen would come up, then an audition for a play would come out and I'll just always go to the play. But like comfort zone type of thing. Yeah, I think so. And also I just didn't think I was ready for that for that part of the world yet. So, and I wanted to hone my craft on stage before I make that transition to screen. So it all happened at the right time for me, I think. I got the wheel of time as I was rehearsing Master Harold and the Boys. And then once we finished Master Harold and the Boys, I, went, I came straight to Prague. And I started the wheel of time. So, and then Black Ops came again at like the right time. I met AK and then all, it all kind of just married together really well. So tell us about Kay. Like, I mean, he is very funny. He's also very, very religious. So tell us about Kay, who he is, what his goals are in life. What does he just want out of life? Kay is a God-fearing man who loves his community and he loves 
love. He loves people. He sees the good in everyone. It's a very particular trait to have. Not many people are able to see everyone in a good light. And he's just able to do that. But that also can land him in a bit of trouble. People can try and take advantage of him or, you know, make fun of him. And he just wouldn't see it because he's just seen the good in everything. He's like got this sort of unrelenting optimism and he's just constantly positive all the time but he can never see the other side you know which sort of lands him in trouble especially in this series and but like dom is that that sort of good like she's that balance that he needs because he can't always be so everyone is good all the time and dom is there to be like no some people are just bad they work really well together. And I think apart, they, you know, they wouldn't work as well. And I think they need each other really well. But yeah, Kay is just like your typical, really nice guy, God-fearing man. What I like about Kay, because I, I think we are in this age where men and women are exploring their boundaries and their newfound, I won't say newfound, but women, we're pushing into being more independent and not so reliant on men. And men are really trying to understand what it means to be emotional, to show vulnerability and sensitivity and how the nice guy doesn't always have to be the last guy. And I love seeing characters like Dom, especially in the as a black man being portrayed because though we can laugh at his naivete, we see his strength in that. And I think it's really powerful for that to be seen. Is, was that a consideration? And when you saw Kay's character on script, what did you bring to the table to flesh him out apart from your wonderful self? But then in speaking to AK and Bemi as, as the creators, was there anything you're like, well, you know what? We should really lean into this because this is good for who this guy should be. Yeah, like I'm talking to talking to Bemi and AK, I really wanted for there to be like a, a physical and like an emotional contrast with K. Like when you see K at, at first, you see this big black dude and you go, oh my gosh. But then when he starts to talk, like, for example, like K doesn't swear. He doesn't curse. He's just <laughs> like, it's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just doesn't do it. And you don't really see characters like that on screen, especially big black dudes on screen like that. You usually usually see them as like, I don't know, a doorman or, you know, yeah. a member of a, something where, but like, there's another layer to K where he's just, he's just nice. Like, you, yeah. you do actually, I mean, I'm trying to think of the last time you actually see like an actual nice person, a nice black guy on screen, because usually you see they're not very nice. And he's, he's just nice. I liked that. There was a time in one of the earlier versions of the script, I think there was one time where he swore and I said to Bemi and AK, I said, I don't think he should swear. I don't think he should ever say the F word or anything like that. I think he should just be, he's like the cleanest person. Just clean cut. Like he wears plaid. He wears boat shoe. Do you know what I mean? Chinos. He's just like clean. They thought that was funny. But also it's kind of, there's an honesty to him as well. Do you know what I mean? There's like a, there's an authenticity to him. He's like, Bemi says that he's like emotionally stunted. He's in his thirties, but. He's he, childlike. Yeah, he's childlike. And I think that's kind of right. <laughs> this is good because him being as clean as possible as the series which we believe we pray that you get season, season two that seeing his um, naivety being chipped away will be more empathetic and caring of we like want to protect him from oh no we don't want him to see that but also we're rooting for him to see life so he doesn't get hurt so I yeah, think exactly. creating this blank slate of really clean cut great good guy and just um is that something you've kind of had to struggle with? Because every time I see you, I think you look adorable and cute, but I'm an auntie, so I'm just going to be like, oh, look at you, so cute. But do you? is that something you face in life, that being tall guy? Do people make those assumptions? Have you had those assumptions? Is that something that you are conscious of, especially when you do get character roles and stuff? Yeah, I mean, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. And it's just, that's just how things are. It doesn't bother me or anything like that. It's just, I'm just, I'm definitely conscious of that fact, you know? So I think when I, when I pick roles, I tend to stay away from the, 
I, I try to go the other way. Yeah. I tend to stay away from like, you know, I used to do them very early on in my career where I'd play, I'd play like the security guard or the doorman or the angry doorman or the angry this or the angry that. But then I kind of just went, nah, that's too easy. I want to try something completely on the other side of the spectrum. And as an actor, I just think it's more interesting. And it could be more challenging for the actor to try something new and to try something different. So for me as an actor, it's always about challenging myself and also just making things more interesting for me and also interesting for the person watching. I agree. I I definitely get that. I've got some quick fire questions because time is running like crap. What's your plan B? Do you have a plan B? Nope. What's made you sad, mad and glad this week? Sad, mad and glad. What's made me sad? The weather here has made me sad, mad. The weather, what's, what's made me glad? I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm glad. We're glad for that too. What are you watching right now? I am watching Beef. Oh, it's so good. Ah, uh, I was watching it until I saw the social media nonsense and now I cannot go back to watch it. Look for yourself. I don't want to ruin it. You can finish watching it and then look. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It annoyed me and I watched what he said and I was just like, I cannot even go and give ratings. Anyway, that's... Yeah. It's good until now. Um, yeah. What are you reading right now? Reading. Ugh. Tell us the truth. Go on. You know what? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. And people can judge me. I don't care. I'm not really much of a book reader. That's fine. Don't be. I mean, that's not everybody's a book reader. Not much of a book reader. However, because of the job that I'm currently on, you have to read some of the books. So I'm reading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time at the moment. Okay. See, you are reading something. Reading something. Yeah. Work. What are you listening to right now? PJ Morton, Under the... Is it Under the Sun? Yeah. That's what it's called, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, no, Watch the Sun. Watch the Sun. PJ Morton, Watch the Sun. Where is that? PJ Morton? You don't know who PJ Morton is? Do I? I'm 85 years old. Who is PJ Morton? Uh, no, PJ Morton is like our generation Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Hey, okay. Let me get myself together. PJ Morton. I'm just... Oh, I've seen this. Oh, I know PJ Morton. Sorry, my bad. Okay. Guy's a legend, man. All right, all right. I get it. What's the last thing you saw on stage? And stage is concert or theatre? Uh, the last thing I saw on stage was Guys and Dolls at the bridge. What's on your bucket list? On my bucket list, yeah. <laughs> I want to have my own show. That's a good one. Celebrate someone else. Who do you rate right now? Who do I rate right now? Samson K.O. I rate him. I, I've, been, I've been rating him. I think he's a genius. He's my baby. Oh, we love Samson. Celebrate yourself. Make us proud of you. What are you proud of mostly? About me? Yes. Celebrate yourself. Well, I think the thing I'm most proud of is, uh, well, Black Ops. It, it will be my first like lead role in a established um, TV program <laughs> with the BBC. So I'm very, I'm very proud of that. Okay then. Um, whose whose footsteps are you following in? No one's. What's next for you? What's next for me? Oh, well, filming. <laughs> I'm filming tomorrow. <laughs> you got Wheel of Time and that's it. Have you got anything else lined up? I'm currently working on my own TV show right now. Ooh, can you give us a glimpse of what it's about? You're keeping it under your hats. Keeping that storm. It's good, it's better. Um, where can we find you on the socials and stuff? At Hamed Hams everywhere. Okay, okay. And finally, most importantly, where and when can we watch... Black Ops. Black Ops will be on Friday, the 5th of May, 9.30 on BBC One and BBC iPlayer. That was very, very, very good. I made my darling, it was great. To, I, this is our first, inter- no, have we interviewed you before? I don't think so. 
first. It's overdue. So thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. It's been wonderful speaking to you.